All right, let's continue over here in uh, in Akdama to Chelek. So last week we uh, we took a quick look at the Mishnah, right? And the uh, the topic, of course, of the Mishnah is uh, and the Ram says he wants to discuss the uh, important Yisodos, Um and uh, he starts the discussion with an exposition, so to speak, of what people commonly held beliefs about what he calls the Osher Shayasagat of Bikima Mitsusalalu, right? The the good that people will attain from keeping mitzvahs, and then the Kama, right, the consequences, the detrimental consequences that they will suffer for violating the uh, the mitzvahs. Okay. And um he said, right, that they these opinions vary according to people's intelligence. And uh, there's a lot of confusion. And uh, he went through four basic um, ideas that people have. And the fifth one is a combination of, of, of the four, meaning to say that it's not an area that demands logical consistency, right? And, uh, and because there are, there are, each one has a support from something in the Torah. And apparently some groups are just sat looking, each group is kind of like looking for what they're, what they're uh, interested in. And they found a, a raya somewhere and they latch onto that, right? Um, or someone will take all of them and not really have a consistent uh, idea of how they all work together, okay? Like he's, the four were basically, one is, is basically the physical pleasure of Gan Eden and the suffering is, um, is Ganem. Right. The second one is some kind of a personal. It seems like a like a belief, in like a supernatural personal existence. Right. Like the 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 the, the fantasy is focused is the ego is focused on the self, and he believes that in the time of Mashiach, people will transform into some kind of super power. Right. Malachim Tamid or the Yigdilu Gufo Sehem. So some kind of like fantasy about a, um, a transformation of the of the individual into some kind of a super a superpower and along with that is the whole world will be um, transformed into some with, with also with certain magical powers like the the earth will put forth woven clothing and so it's kind of like a, a sense of control over 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 uh, yeah over reality over over the material world, and his body will be different, and the world will be different. Okay. The third one was a uh, the idea of tchias amesim, but it seems like in the third one he's he has a certain uh, sense of of community, of family, right? And his fantasy attaches to the to the sense of uh, of family, as opposed to the one before was. The, just purely the individual. And the fourth one is more of a nationalistic idea, a, a nationalistic ideal, that the nation of the Jews will reign supreme and um, they will rule over their enemies. And um, and on a nationalistic plane, there'll be a, uh, that's where the reward and the punishment lies. And the fifth, he says, is just a combination. They believe that the Mashiach will come, they'll be at Chiesa Mesim, they'll go into the Gan Eden, they'll eat and they'll drink. Okay, Kimea Shemayim Valet. Okay, but basically he's saying, he's trying to express, like he says, that there is, um, that there is a, uh, there's no consistency, there's no universal idea held by all Jews. There are many, you know, uh, many ideas, and, uh, and, and he says pretty much no one has it really clear. It's uh, like the way the way he puts it in the end of the first paragraph. Lo timotze bodvarim sidurim, right? Laaf echad ella beir bovrav. Even the people who are okay, you could say, well, at least the last group, they're not ignoring any any uh, any cases, right? But even them, he says, they don't really have like a like a clear picture of how things are going to transpire and what place each one of these ideas that Chazal mentioned truly has. Yeah. Yeah, you hand up. Yeah, okay. You answer yourself. Okay, great. 
Okay, so let's continue. He says, Okay, this point, this astounding point, there are very, you'll find very few who thought about this at all. Now, what does he mean? Is, hasn't he been talking about ideas of Olam Haba? Now? Now, what does he mean people haven't thought of Olam Haba at all? Uh, he, he obviously he didn't use those words, but <laughs> but what does he mean by saying everyone is thinking about the the schar and onesh of the of keeping Torah and violating Torah, respectively? And you know, there's Gan Eden, there's Moshe Mashiach, there's Chiyat Mesim. I mean, those are the things that people I think he would, would, would refer to as Olam Haba. So, what does he mean? This nekudam of law, kloma, olam abo, aremaatu sheti motze misha olo al daito dechlal. It hasn't even, it hasn't even occurred to people. Okay. O shechoshav v'kach. Or, or who, who, you're not going to find people who, who even thought of it, who, you know, who it uh, occurred to or thought about it, or even, even more, shenez bonen v'yesodazeh. You don't find people who are investigating deeply, right? Inquiring into it. Or who ask about these terms, what they are uh, referring to. Is this the purpose? Okay. So what is he trying to indicate of it? What does he do? First of all, what does he mean that nobody thinks of Olam Haba? Okay. As opposed to what? I mean, he just gave four ideas of eschatology, right? End of time. So are, are, isn't that by definition Olam Haba? doesn't mean people haven't thought of Olam Haba. And what does he mean um, that um, they haven't inquired about these names, right? The previous ones. Hashkafos HaKodmos, Halalu. It's interesting, he refers to those as Hashkafos. He hasn't asked, is this the Tachlis or those the Tachlis? The Yavdil Bain HaTachlis, Ubain HaSiba, HaMeviya El HaTachlis. They haven't uh, thought into, they haven't uh, distinguished between the purpose and the cause that brings you to the purpose. Viloti Motze Klau Mishashoel Alze Omidaberbo. Nobody asks questions about it and nobody talks about it. I mean, the Ram is basically saying he's stepping into a into a a, a vacuum, <laughs> like right, a, uh, a philosophical void. Okay, but where, what is the void? That's what I know. What is the void? The void. What is what is uh, the location of the void? What's the subject of the void? <laughs> What's missing? <laughs> What should be in that void? <laughs> okay, so so the point is, the prior four or five groups were not interested in an idea of Olam Haba. They weren't interested in what he calls the Yesod of Olam Haba. They weren't analyzing the idea of what an afterlife means. They were just interested in what happens to them, right? Like, what is my reward? It was, all was coming from a, you know, selfish, primitive type of an outlook. Like, where do I go from here? As opposed to saying, what is a, what is a more perfect reality and a more perfect existence that would be considered a an olam haba. Well, what 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 would a real afterlife look like? As opposed to saying, what am I interested in? What's my wish list for the future? I mean, that's not an inquiry. That's not an intellectual inquiry. That's just fantasy. You understand? Because nobody approached, almost nobody is approaching the topic of olam haba from an intellectual philosophical standpoint and they're just looking into themselves and trying to and attaching what 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 catches their fancy 
right? And that's what he says. They don't. That's what he says. It's not Ola al Daito Bechlau. It means to say the reality of, of Ola Mabo, as opposed to say, as opposed to the, 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 the fantasy of what is a reward. The reward is, for most people, a reward is going to be, yeah, you want to close that window. A reward is going to be, the way they're, the way they're approaching it is just whatever they consider uh, good here, and they're going to extend it into a uh, more permanent state. But it's not a conceptually different existence. Olam Haba, he says, as a, what he calls a, um, a nekuda that's hamuflor. For them, it's just common and actually on the contrary. It's what they're familiar with, that they're, that they're focusing on, as opposed to looking into and thinking into a, what would be a more, uh, a, sub, a more sublime state. That is the, the olam habo. That's what people are not interested in. They don't think about it and they don't, they don't investigate and delve into what makes it a Yisrael. Why, why is Olam Haba Yisrael? Okay. What is the, what are the qualities of it that make it such an essential concept? And what is the proper order? How do I, how do I take the, the Chazal and the Psukim that discuss the brachos and the claws in this world, references to uh, Ganeiden. Where, where do, how do I uh, organize that? What are they all coming to build up towards? What's the greater reality that they all are a part of? They're not just uh, a smorgasbord of uh, things that you can uh, pick from. You know, I mean, they they have to work together, and they have to have some kind of Objective, and that objective is really some something that is unique and and different, and is not something that anyone can understand from familiarity. And you have to—that's their whole approach. Their whole approach is just to go from the familiar, the pleasurable, the, the uh, and, and and kind of like trying to uh, latch onto that. It says no, but nobody withdraws from all of that and says. Let me just understand what would be such what what is such a concept as all of them? Okay, good. Um, are there other So it's a good question. Are you a historian? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, uh, you know. Um, the Rambam does seem, first of all, we mentioned in the beginning, right? That he yeah. says, And we said, refers, I don't know if it refers, to, it refers certainly to like the Hamon. Okay, the Hamon, the Hamon, like the multitude. Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's not talking about Chazal for sure. And, and, um, and I don't think he's talking about, well, we'll see, uh, talking about, you know, his father and the riff and the Rimigash. He's not talking about unique individuals. He's saying, he's saying, right, there, there's a general uh, knowledge in a group about certain topics. And he says this topic, for some reason, this topic in the, uh, the way it exists, you know, I mean, there, there, in, 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 in uh, Torah, so you'll have certain knowledge, of course, is very deep and esoteric and is, you know, exists only within the elite upper uh, echelon of, of, of Chazam. Okay. But then there are ideas that um, have a certain, uh, have an existence. In the uh, and, and those ideas are absent from from the uh, from the Hamona. They're, they're not aware of that. They're they're sodas. Okay, and it says, and sometimes you'll have you know that uh, although the idea might be very might be very uh, you know deep, there becomes like a common a, a secondhand common uh, notion of what it is, right? But it it'll emanate from from a like a secondhand basis, like from the Chacham. He seems to be indicating that this topic exists 
within the Hamon, but not based on like uh, like sources of, of, of truth, just common uh, folk knowledge, like just, uh, you know, every man, uh, every person is just uh, engaging in his own uh, homespun uh, speculation and uh, favorite, uh, you know, uh, favorite uh, stories or chazal that they uh, they turn into their own uh, their own ideas. They're not so. There's no like true Torah idea that exists within the Am as a whole. It's of course Yechidim have the truth, and sometimes Yechidim have the truth, and then that and then that knowledge is absent from everybody else. He says over here, the Yechidim have the truth, and the Hamon have a totally distorted view. Right. And that's what he seems to be concerned about. Yeah. Yeah. We also pointed out last time. He says uh, in the opening paragraph. Right. So he says, so there goes a little He says, so what do people, beautiful wrong. He says, the way he catches exactly the, uh, the way, you know, people approach this topic. He says, nobody's asking about Olamapa, this Nikuda Mufla. He says, but what do they ask about? They say like this, Oval Elam. This is this this is one interesting point here. Sho'alim b'nei adam kulam. Here he seems to be more critical about the chachamim. Yechidim v'hamoneim. Okay, he says, you will not loti matzik klal misha sho'al alzeh omedagadol. You don't find anyone talking about olamav. But what do they ask about? Everybody. What does everybody ask about? Individuals and the multitude. Hey, ach yakumu hamesim. How will they arise? How will the dead arise? Naked or clothed? And will they return in the same fancy? Apparently, they would, they would bury them in fancy clothing. In the same fancy clothing they were buried in, or will they just get a, a simple covering? Okay. And um, and when Mashiach comes, Ha'im Yishve Beina Ashir Va'ani, Hachazak What will it be like when Mashiach comes? Will, will there be Will, 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 will the uh, the wealth gap be closed, right? Or will uh, people have uh, will be strong? Will they be weak? In other words, many many of these questions. And um, I'm not sure what you mean by eat in a short time. But in other words, people um, their curiosity. They, they, they expand their intellectual, uh, you know, faculty in this in this area on the speculation about the, you know, uh, the imagine their imagination of what that world is like. But no one is in, no one is asking a shaila to elucidate a deeper meaning to the to the reality. They're just taking the premises and working within it. Okay, we're going to come back, but how are we going to come back? Uh, you know, and people ask these questions today. Oh, uh, first wife, second wife, well, what's going to be, you know? Uh, you're going to start over, you're going to be single, you know, people ask all these kinds of questions. So it's like, that becomes the whole, that becomes the whole intellectual experience is like, it's like a way almost like vicariously get some take it, taste of it now. You know what I mean? So even the intellectual pursuit is really just a way of serving this the, the fantasy that they are uh, that that they have uh, developed, and uh, you know, you can you can use that kind of an inquiry to kind of give you that vicarious uh, enjoyment. I, I think now when he says, yeah, when he yeah when he says the Yechidim do this too, you know, that's that is it is a criticism, but the Yechidim. Like, like I think Sajigan talks about Tchias Mason. I mean, no, no, he talks about Tchias Mason. I think he talks about some of these. Uh, but you know, for for the for the, the Yachid, 
he has some, he can have some more, uh, you know, he can be driven by uh, an intellectual curiosity. But um, the Hamon, like I said, are just driven by this uh, escapism, so to speak. But uh, in either case, he's saying, uh, he's not, he's not, in either case, the Chachamim, if you want to say he's being a little bit critical of the Yechidim, they weren't advancing the, the, the level of the people with these questions. Maybe for them, it was Shaykh, and maybe for them, they had some, uh, you know, of course they had some, some, uh, some reason. But it kind of fed into, it didn't, it didn't serve to elevate the people. It served, the people took it on their level. And they, and they just indulged it, indulged in it in a, in a way that wasn't advancing their, um, you know, philosophical knowledge. So the Rambam feels that he, that there's a great need to, um, to elucidate the matter. Okay. And to try to bring uh, the, the average, the common person, bring him to the point where he can have a glimpse or a, a, a sense of what this Nikuda Nifla is. Okay, this, this astounding point. But he has to start with a long introduction. Okay, he says like this, Va'ato, you, okay, the investigator. So already, if you're reading this, then you're already, you're, you're a ma'ayin, okay? Ram doesn't waste his time talking to people who are not searching for truth, okay? <laughs> He's not gonna. So, so you, you, I'm ma'ayin, so like this. Understand from me a mosh. Understand from me this mosh. The afakach sim libacha lishmoa devorai bechola inyanazda. So the Ram says, First, I'm going to give you a marshal, okay? And understand this marshal, right? Rams says many times, I think he says at the end of the end of this whole thing, he says, even if you read this over 10 times, huh? don't, don't fool yourself and think you understand it, right? You, this is not just something you read and move on. Every time you read it, you're reading, if you're reading something that is meant to take you out of the comfort of the framework you're in, you have to hazard it because it's impossible that you fully understand it the first time. Because whenever you're going to come to something, you're always going to come to it with the, with the framework that you're in. And if something is trying to add an element to your framework, okay, I can read that and hop it fully, right? I already believe in the Tchias Mason like that. I just want to know, well, how are you going to come back dressed? Fine. That's a little fact that can fit into your framework, right? But the Ram says, he's trying to tell you, I'm trying to train you, I'm trying to impart something to you that revises the whole way you look at things, okay? So I'm gonna give you first a marshal. When you think into this marshal, then he says, you'll be able to understand what it is that I wanna teach you. So the Ram looks at this marshal as like a prerequisite to understand the, the idea that he wants to convey. Listen again, he says, so understand this marshal. It's not just a story I'm telling you. Okay. You got to think into what the marshal is teaching you. The Akakaf, and after you understand the marshal, then sim Then take the knowledge that the marshal gives you, right? And the kind of like the framework adjustment that the marshal puts you in, and then you will be ready to understand what it is that I really want you to understand. Okay? Okay. So, so let's pay attention to the marshal. Okay. Naniach, suppose, okay, that a young boy, a young child is brought to a teacher to teach him Torah, okay? Now, this thing that he's coming to learn, right, the Torah, is a tova gedolalo, okay? Biglal mashiagia elav minashlemus. So in reality, the Torah is the greatest thing for this individual, for this child, for this boy, right? Why? Because the Torah, will bring him to perfection. Okay, so that's, 
That's the greatness of Torah. That's the Tova Gedola of the Torah is that because of it, he will attain perfection. But this child, because of his tender age and his lack of knowledge, will not understand the value of this good. Okay? He will not understand the value of this good. And not what, and, and he will not understand the perfection that it brings him. Okay? So therefore, ha-hechrich mevi es force brings the teacher, okay, necessity, brings the teacher who is more perfected than the child, okay, sometimes only slightly more, okay, lizarizo ala it necessity brings the teacher who is more perfected than the child to encourage him to encourage him on his studies with something that is precious to the child because of his age okay and he'll say to him learn mein kind and i'll give you nuts or um, or nuts or, uh, or, 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 uh, or figs, right? Um, yeah. Nuts or figs. Or I'll give you a piece of sugar. Okay. The That will get the child to learn. He'll be, he'll strive to succeed in his studies. Why? Not because of the learning. He doesn't know the value of the learning. Right? But what's he going to learn for? To get that candy. Okay? And the eating of that food to the child is more valuable than the learning. And without a doubt, better. Okay? So there's there's like a certain, you know, pleasure principle involved, whatever. You're going to do something for the greater good, that, that the greatest good that's available to you. So if he's not learning for the learning, but he's learning for the candy, that means the candy is more valuable than the learning. Right? It's like a means to the candy. So because he cannot, it's not possible for the child to recognize the good, the, the the actual good of the, of, the, of the Torah, of the learning, he must be induced for something that in his framework is the best thing. Good? Now, and therefore he will think that the limud is work. Okay? The agia shu omal bo He'll look at the work as like a burden and a toil that he does in order to get from that labor the goal that is desirable to him, the goal that is that is uh, precious to him, namely the nuts and candy. Okay? So, again, by by almost by by definition, he doesn't see the value in what he's learning. He's only motivated because of the the reward. So he must look at this as a burden to get to that, right? If he could if he could jump over this, he would. So this is nothing more than a burden, right? Okay. and when he gets older and his intelligence is stronger. And <laughs> now what's interesting is what happens when his intelligence gets stronger? So you might think he's going to appreciate Torah more. No. When his intelligence gets stronger, he's not going to be as interested in the candy as he was before. <laughs> right? Right? 
And now what he thought was, was good before is less, is lighter in his eyes. He's going to value other things. So, so now the Machanech, right, will have to induce him with a greater reward that he finds valuable now. And he'll say to him, T, learn, and I'll buy you nice shoes, or I'll buy you clothing, okay? So once again, so what's the step? No, basically, the child is just a pleasure, just looking for pleasure. That's the child, right? So you have to think of the ages, right? Every, every now and then knows there are different ages and different uh, developments, and uh, the Ram is, is attributing it to his intelligence, right? So a small, a small, a small child is going to not going to be interested in nice shoes, interested in candy, wants to have a pleasure. But then there's a certain point where the e- the ego comes in, right, and a certain sense of pride and appearance takes over, and that is, it isn't, it is an advance, right, because the the pleasure is just like physical animalistic base, right. The psychological pleasure of, of of ego is is a sophistication. It's a sublimation of he's able, right? Someone who is interested in their appearance could control the desire for the pleasure. So the, it is a certain uh, advance in his uh, outlook on things. It's a more abstract idea, right? Candy is a very is a very uh, you know uh, purely based rooted in the senses, right? So there is some growth in his uh, in his awareness and uh, idea of, uh, of of reality. Okay, sense of uh, of self is, is a new concept. So that is uh, that does grow with his with, intel- with his intelligence, but he still doesn't value the, the learning. So you have to up the ante. The gamos, he says, and then too he will strive not for the learning, but for the clothing. Because the beged is more important to him than the learning. And the That's the purpose of the learning. The learning is just a way to get to the clothing. And when his das is more perfect, okay, yeah, it's interesting the way he expresses it. When he gets older, the first time has mischazek sechlo. That sounds like it takes, like it kicks in. Okay, but now it's developing. Now it's becoming more perfect. So now, what does that mean? So now, okay, maybe the learning is rubbing off on him, right? And he recognizes, well, you know, appearance is, 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 is something, but there's really something better. What is it? What is that? We'll have to see. So we have to entice him with what is greater to him now. And what do we say to him? We say to him, learn this parsha or this parak, and I'll give you money. <laughs> I'll give you money. Okay. So really the mo'os, what's the transition from the clothing to the money? The clothing to the money. Yeah. Sorry, uh, uh, yeah, right. It's more of conceptual. It's a more conceptual, right. And it's a more conceptual um, uh, pleasure because you can't use it directly, right? Like, yeah, right, right. You can do what you want. But uh, his, yeah, right. But it seems like he's still in the realm of the pleasure of the, of the goods, right? Um, but uh, he can, uh, he recognizes that capital is, although it's not an immediate, can't wear it, but it, it represents universal uh, desire, right? I mean, yeah, I don't want to. So, so that's the next level. That, that's a certain, uh, a certain sophistication. Now, but still he says, he still is learning for the money, okay? Now, now he's like this, and the uh, and he says the kabbalas hamos etzlo oz who kabbalas. I'm sorry. Yosef nichbar ben alimud. 
He's only learning to get that money that's promised him. Okay. And when he becomes a Baal Hakara when he becomes someone who has greater recognition, like he's makir things, he understands. So it's very, very interesting. I mean, I can't help uh, trying to uh, be medaic in the lush of here. Now, is the the second step was his he becomes uh, Yosef Shlema, Daito Yosef Shlema. So what is what's Daito Yosef Shlema? The first one was he gets das, it would seem, right? The candy kid the, from the candy to the to the shoes, that's an element of das already because pleasure, a baby has pleasure. Looking good, that requires some level of knowledge. Right? That, that's a different awareness. Okay. Then he says he gets his knowledge is Yoser Shlema, and he recognizes that instead of getting the physical object, he can get the money. So that's a certain perfection, but it's still within that very same framework. Right? It's like a it's like a more perf- perfect idea of what it means to get things. Right. You really get things more truly when you get the means to get them. Right. Because the one otherwise you're just stuck with the one you got. <laughs> right. But then he says he had he gets older and he has he's a Baal Hakara Yosef. Right. Baal Hakara Yosef. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't the money goes and have it someone to embed with. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not. I'm not learning it that way. I'm learning it to mean that the money is still going to be used for items that are like clothing, right? He's not right. It's just it still is, but he recognizes. But that's a more perfect perception of what it means to get things. That's a more true idea of what it means to get things. You know what I mean? You're 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 better off. You're not. No, let's put this way. You have. It takes a certain intelligence to recognize that money is a means to the thing that you want, right? A gorilla wouldn't recognize that. Right? You give him a banana or a hundred dollars, not gonna not gonna recognize. It's chimps maybe, but um, but the point is the point. But the adolphus for sure. But the point is that it's a. Um, the point is. That it is a a greater perfection within that category. We're, we're, we're joking around a little bit about the animals here, but the oh, so he says, but Kashir Yibal Hakara Yosef, when he becomes a a, a Balakar means a man, a, 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 an individual of recognition, right? Of greater recognition. That's a new category. And then he realizes now the physical trappings, that's not so, that's not really where it's at. So what is he at now? Then we have to entice him with what is more precious than this. And we say to him, what do we say to him? Learn and you'll be a rough. And you'll be a dion, and people will give you honor. That's about that's a different awareness already. That's a different awareness already. That's a hakara. Then you can differentiate. See the 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 the, the it's a differentiation between different types of, of of good. He's recognizing a different category of of uh, of good, and that is one that is what. What's the what's the, what's the good of honor? What's the pleasure of honor? It, it is ego, but it's ego that is what? It's not by means of physical rights. It's, it's ego that that is related to a certain representation of of, of, of truth. In other words, let's put this way: people he recognizes what Adam is, right? It's a recognition that man's the, the man's um, distinction is his knowledge, right? And he wants to be known as a great person, but he has the right, he has, within, the, within the framework of what's the next person, right? 
Exactly. He wants to have the high. He wants to be distinct in the highest way in, within the greatest element of man. He doesn't want to be a bodybuilder. He doesn't want to have the strongest muscles. He wants to jump the highest. That would give him honor and respect. Yeah, but this is a recognition. This is a this is a Baal Hakari Yosef. He recognizes what is. Um, he has he has a much more sophisticated philosophical view of what is good and what is real and what kind of uh, uh, and, and, he, and, and he's also aligning his ego with what is um, most valuable. So it is a high level. It is a high level. Right? And guys learning for years already, he's not going to, you know, he's not interested in, in uh, like I said before, being a bodybuilder. So he recognizes, he recognizes, but the point is like this, he has a, let, let, let me just finish the line. He says, he says, you tell him to be a Dayan, he'll be a Rav, people will honor you, they'll stand up in front of you, they'll fulfill your words, and they will make your name great in your life and after your death. Like so-and-so. <laughs> it's an amazing Like so-and-so. And then he'll learn and he'll strive to get that greatness. Okay. Now, why does Ram go through all of these levels? I mean, he wants to do a, just give you an idea of low mishma, which is basically what he's doing, you know. He could have given you just a kid. The kid is going to be a low mishma. That's an example of it. He has to go from the candy to the clothing to the money to the cover. Right, what is he trying to emphasize over here? Yeah. Through the process of the Shema, Okay, that's true. That's true. You see, that's, that's what I was indicating before, that he's saying even the guy who at the end wants the honor of being a rob and a dayan, he is Mahshi of Torah. Right, so you see the Talmud Torah, the learning definitely is improving him. It's definitely, and he already has, he has drawn that conclusion that the, uh, that the perfection of Torah is really the perfection of man, and he wants to be known as having perfection, right? So he's, he definitely has gained in reality, but still he's showing you, he's saying, he wants, to, he wants to emphasize the extent that that low lishma um, exists, and the and, and that there is there is it's not like just a uh, an element that exists in the uneducated and in the and in the immature. Even to the point where a person is really to be a great, he has to, he, he has to, he has to know a lot of Torah and he has to have a lot of knowledge to believe that he can become a rabbi and a dayan. And even with that familiarity with the topic, and definitely a recognition in the good, he definitely recognizes the good of Torah more than the kid who's doing it for candy. Right, but still, still, he's not able to purely engage it for that. For that good. So he wants to show you: don't think that the low lishma is for like a low-level type of a guy. And uh, and, um, and but 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 once you become uh, knowledgeable and proficient and and even uh, you know uh, great in the topic. It's still, it still is something that is, um, that you have to utilize. It still is something that we have to take advantage of and, um, and bring, and, 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 and push a person to, till he has that recognition. In other words, having that knowledge and, not, and having that recognition, it could be the person has a great knowledge, but still, still does not have that recognition. So, so what is it that gives him that recognition? So let's see. Let's go a little further. So I think that's what I'm trying to show you. That it's a long, it's a long, almost like a, um, well, it's a long course of action. And 
there are various, um, and within each framework, within each stage of, of, of development, it's going to have to be, you're going to have to utilize a different uh, mechanism. And it's a, it's a necessary mechanism. What he says before, it's a hechlech. There's a necessity in it. And, um, and, and, uh, and it's not, uh, and the necessity of it is because I would say, what makes this, what creates this necessity? It would seem, it would seem, like we were saying before, each stage of development, right, is going to create within a person a new value. And when that new value system arises, in a certain sense, it's going to arise before, let's put it What it means is like this. When the person grows, right? He's, he's trying to show you the person develops. Child, then he is mischazek. Mischazek is a sichlo, and then it's more sholem, and then he becomes a bal hakara, uh, yoser. So at each new stage that he reaches, he doesn't yet appreciate the Torah from that vantage point. The stage arrives and is going to proceed the, and, and it's going to require now a limit of Torah from that, from that new vantage point in order for him to appreciate the Torah in that, within that value system. So let's put it like, when he becomes a person who, who becomes, who, who, who's desirous of, of ego and praise and cover, right? The Torah doesn't, uh, match that new awakened desire, right? So there'll always be a point at every stage of development where the false value that the that the stage, you know I mean, the value that the stage awakens you to, is always going to be greater than the Torah, because at that stage, when you think of the the value of of, of honor. You can't help it. That, that's a natural transition. That's part of maturing, is that your your psyche is going to mature and attached to different things. And all the Torah you learned before was great, but now you have a whole new value. And, and, and by definition, it's almost like, by definition, you're going to have to start over. Because by definition, this new uh, desire that was awakened is not going to be satisfied by the Torah because it has a whole different objective. It's the objective of cover. So you're going to have to, uh, it's always going to be that at every new stage, the stage itself is going to create something more valuable than, than the Torah to the individual. You understand what I'm trying to say? Okay. So. And therefore, right, and therefore, you're going to have to take that value, you have to take the Torah to him, you're going to have to induce him uh, to learn the Torah in the stage where he's fantasizing about Gaiva, you're going to have to say, let's take the Torah for that. Right? Because by definition, he, he, it's like a kid who's, who, who wants pleasure. Well, the Torah doesn't taste good, so of course you're going to have to use the Torah to give him some, right? So he's always going to, every time he moves beyond that, into that next stage, that is a, naturally it's going to require a method of Lola Shema to induce him to, to study Torah, because the Torah, let's put it, each one of those stages is really not, is not a true good that he is attached to. And the Torah is a true good. So obviously, it's not going to satisfy that desire. <laughs> so you must turn the Torah into a means of what he's fantasizing about uh, because of this natural development. It's just a natural development. Yeah. Is there any stage where the next stage, the next value system comes down, is actually Torah itself? Is it a natural part of the development process? You're already going into Olam Haba. So let's, let's hold on. <laughs> So he says, let's see. He says, 
And again, the purpose of all the learning will be that people give him pray, give him honor and elevate him and praise him. He says, This is all disgusting, right? But we need it. And he says, but because we need it. Like he says, just like by the child, it's there's a necessity. Because why? Because Mahmas Kalus Dasa Adam, the weakness of man's knowledge, his intelligence, he makes the tachlis of the, he makes the purpose of the learning something other than the learning. And he says, Madua Lomid Ani as why do I learn this? In order to attain Lahasik Bohazaya the Emes. It's a little bit uh Kafach says it's a little bit difficult to translate because Ram is switching between the fantasy and the reality, like the statement of the guy and the Ram's own statement. But he means to say the guy, this is not what the guy says, right? But the guy is is effectively saying, I'm gonna learn because of this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to learn for this thing which is really stupid. But he of course, the guy doesn't say that. Uh, that's what we call shloma. Shloma, shloma. Shehu mekayim as a mitzvos v'osa osam v'lomen mishtadel lo leman osa dover atzmo el leman dover anchet. That's the definition of of shloma. That he is. That he is. Yeah, what is it? This is what the chacham put. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. This is what is. This is what is to by the chachamim lo Meaning, he fulfills. Now he expands it. Right. See how he jumps now. Now he's going from the marshal of the teacher and the child to the way people relate to Torah and mitzvahs. And he's saying. If they, when people are makayim mitzvos and they do them, not because of the good in the mitzvah itself, but for something else, that's called loshma. And Chachamim warned, and they said, don't make Torah a tool, basically. And that's a remiss to this idea. Okay, we'll pick up over here next time.